good tidings. Tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Tidings radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio. Wow. Can you believe it, ladies, gentlemen? Can you believe this, folks? We are at the 30th day of December. We are at the last Saturday of the year of 2023. And it just seems like this year has been incredibly fast. I hope it's been blessed for you. I know it sure has for us, the Pinkerton family. And we are grateful to be able to be with you again on the airwaves of WXAN Radio. It's been over two years now that we've had a ministry here. I want to thank God for it. Brother Danny and Leanne, I want to thank Will and the good folks here at the radio station, as you'll hear me do regularly. And I just want to thank you, the listening audience. Thank you for the input. Thank you for the updates, the emails. Those types of things. Thank you most of all for the prayers. And thank you for just being there and tuned in and sharing the, the Good Tidings radio broadcast with your friends and family and others. It's a blessing to be able to be your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton. I'm a Bible teacher as well. and grateful that you're tuned in. And here we are on the last January. So it's exciting. December the 30th, 2023. Wow, a lot of good things are going to come in 2024, and we know it's going to be fun. Look in your Bibles today because I've got a, a teaching, I've got a message I want to share with you that God has put in my hands. I've been researching this for quite a while. It's amazing what the Holy Spirit will show you if you'll just listen to what God has to say and, and follow his promptings and get into the Bible. Get into the Bible. You know when we open the Bible, we open the mind of God. Let's see what God has to say. But wow, God has shown me something. Here we are on the threshold of going into 2024. And I pray this message lesson today will bless your heart. So get your Bible on it. Get your fingers ready to turn the pages in it. Or however you look at your Bible, if it's your iPad or iPhone, whatever, just get it ready, okay? We're going to go today to the Lord in a word of prayer. And then we're going to get into today's message and lesson. Okay, Father in heaven, we're grateful for the Lord Jesus Christ, for your blessings upon each and every one of us this year, for your ability to sustain us and restrain us and to help us with your amazing grace this year. Thank you for the blessings upon the ministries of BUXAN Radio and as well as our ministry, Lord, in the various churches and places we've been where we've seen multitudes saved and follow young believers' baptism and churches see revival again and seek Jesus Christ exalted and lifted up. So, Lord, fill us with your spirit. May your word fall upon the ears of each and every one. And if someone's listening today, doesn't know Jesus as their personal Savior, that today they will be born again, experience the second birth, my faith and trust in Jesus. And every Christian would be revived, strengthened in the inner man, restored and refocused upon Jesus Christ. For it's in his name and and for his glory, we pray and ask it. Amen. All right, open your Bibles this morning. I want to speak to you a simple message today on Jesus first. How should we go into 2024? How should we go into 2024? What should be our Christian mindset? What should be the focus of our ministry? What should be the focus of our, of our marriage? What should be the focus of our personal lives as believers? What should be the focus of our business? What should be the focus of what we're doing and what we're all about as Christians in 2024. Well, let's take a look, okay? Open your Bible, Luke 
chapter number 4 and verse number 20. Luke chapter number 4 and verse number 20. And we're going to navigate the scripture. You may have to just listen and take some notes so you can go back and review this today, okay? Because I'm going to throw a lot at you in a short amount of time. All right, Luke chapter 4 and verse number 20. The Bible says, And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Now in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Holy Scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, in the fourth chapter of Luke, when he went to the synagogue in his own hometown, the Bible has a very striking statement when it says in verse 20, the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. In Matthew chapter 17 and verse 8, we find the story of the transfiguration. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man, save Jesus only. What a tremendous text that is. They looked up. They saw no man, save Jesus only. Now in the book of Acts, chapter 8, and verse 35, there's a wonderful story about the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip, who led him to Christ. And the Bible says, Then Philip began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Folks, these are wonderful texts. The eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Oh, Jesus. That's the way it ought to be. They looked up and saw no man, save Jesus only. That's the way it ought to be for the Christian, for the revival in your life, in your church. And the scripture says he began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Didn't preach anybody else. Didn't preach himself. Didn't preach his political persuasion. Preached unto him Jesus. That's the way it ought to be. The Grecian people came one time looking for Jesus. And they simply said these words, Sirs, we would see Jesus. That's in John chapter 12, verse 21. Now, I found something very interesting recently, and I want to share it with you. That's what I'm starting to do today. This may take two messages. I don't know if I've ever found this before. Actually, I don't think I had. I remember I haven't. As a matter of fact, recently when going through the Scripture and studying and asking the Spirit to illuminate me, in other words, open up my mind, help me to see what God, truths God has in His Word, I found something of tremendous interest. I was thinking about the this new year coming into 2024, and in fact, we're on the precipice of a new year, that we ought to put Jesus Christ first. And then I came across this study. Did you know, notice this, saints, did you know that out of the 27 books of the New Testament, 23 of them jump right into Jesus Christ in the first verse. Now, if you've listened for very long, you know that I use the King James Version. I like the King James Version. I prefer it. I love the blend, the harmony. I love the, the accentuation, the punctuation. I just love the sound of the King James Version. I like it. I use it. In the first verse, so as I'm studying this and sharing this with you, remember, I'm reading to you from the King James Version, okay? Not the new King James, the King James Version. But it says Jesus first. There are only four books in the New Testament, the total 27, that do not talk in the first verse about Jesus. These books are Luke, Hebrews, 
Second John, and Third John. Folks, we say a lot in our churches and our Sunday schools about, hey, how can we con- connect with with the students in our classes? There should be a point of contact, if you will, for our pupils in our classes, in all of our classes. Some little statement, some little question, some little activity, something in which a class can participate in and connect that person to the, the lessons of the Scripture. But in the Bible, if you'll trace it through, is what we've been, is what I've been doing. Point of contact was always Jesus Christ, always. That's why we've been looking at these scriptures. We're going to look at them now. Notice this. This is interesting, extremely interesting. In Second John and in Third John, and in Luke and in Hebrews, he's not in the first verse. But in think about this in Hebrews. The first verse doesn't mention Jesus' name. The second verse, it mentions the word son, S-O-N. And in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3, it jumps right into a dissertation about the Lord Jesus in verse 3. Now, folks, think about this. Could that not be saying to us, could the Holy Spirit not be showing us? He is the author of the Holy Scriptures. He's the author of the Bible. Could that not be saying to us that in everything we do in 2024, Jesus Christ ought to be first. He ought to be first in our preaching. He ought to be first in our music. He ought to be first in our preaching. He ought to be first in our in everything we do in the church. He ought to be first in everything we do in our lives. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1, we find these words. The, genera- the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 1 and verse 1, we find the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, I find, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 1, we find all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1, we find Paul, Paul to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1, we find these words, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. In Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1, we find Paul, an apostle, not of men, nor of men, by Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1, the first verse that we find, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. In Philippians chapter 1, in verse 1, we find Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter 1, and verse 1, we find Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and verse 1, we read these words. Paul and Silvanus, Said Timotheus, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, we find in the first verse, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 1, we find Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. 
In Titus chapter 1 and verse 1, we find Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. In Philemon, some people pronounce Philemon, in Philemon 1, we find this, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, we find God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the prophets by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. In James, we find James a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1, we find these words, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1, we see these words, Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 1, we find these words, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our own hands have handled the word of life. That does not say Jesus, but it speaks of him, the Son of God. In Jude 1 and verse 1, we find this, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. And in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1, we find the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I've just gone through every book of the New Testament, except for the three, uh, three that we mentioned a while ago, and have read for you the first statement in that book. Folks, that means 24 times out of 27 times in the Bible, the Word of God, and the New Testament. We jump right into Jesus Christ. Think about this. That means that in 2024, Jesus Christ ought to be the very biggest thing in your life. That means where you work, he ought to be the, be the biggest thing in your life. It means at your home, in your marriage, on the job, at church, everywhere you go in 2024, Jesus ought to be first for every book in the New Testament, save three of them, starts off with a direct mention of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there's a lesson there for us. This is what I'm excited about. The Holy Spirit just recently showed me this. How do we start things off? Think about this. How do we go about starting things off in our personal lives and all that we do? We start off usually in some other way, but in putting Jesus first. It's what we need to do in 2024. Jesus is the need. Remember this. You know this. Jesus is the need for every human being. Jesus is the need for all people. The New Testament was written for many, many people. I'll stop and think for a moment. Matthew was written by a fellow from near the Sea of Galilee in the city of Capernaum. Mark was written by a person from the same basic area. John, the same thing, the same area. Acts was written by Luke, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. And in fact, all the books down through Philemon were written by the Apostle Paul. They follow me. He wrote to the church at Galatia and started off talking about Jesus Christ. Galatia was north of Palestine. He wrote to the Christians in Rome. Rome is in Italy. What they needed was Jesus Christ. Whether it is in Galatia, north of Jerusalem, or in Rome in Europe, the need was Jesus Christ. Think about the church at Chantria over in Greece. About 30, 30 or 60 miles from Athens, their need was him, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Then there's the church at Ephesus in Asia. Their need was the Lord Jesus Christ. Then there was the church at Philippi. Their need was the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, there is the church at Colossae, like in Asia Minor. Their need was what? Jesus Christ. There was the church at Thessalonica in Greece, and their need was Jesus Christ. There was Titus on the land of island of Crete. Their need in the island of Crete? You guessed it, Jesus Christ. There is John on the Isle of Patmos, but their need was Jesus Christ. There's the book of Hebrews, and to all the Hebrews scattered all over the known world at that time, their need was Jesus Christ. You can check the entire New Testament, and you will find it doesn't matter who the people were. It doesn't matter where the nation was. It doesn't matter what the circumstances were. The need was for the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what we need today in America to solve our problems? All of them. Do you know what we need to change our dirty uh, politics? And America's bent toward sliding toward hell? Do you know what America needs? She needs Jesus. That is exactly what she needs. That is the need of the moment. Whether you're in London, England, whether you're in Sweden, whether you're in America, the need is Jesus Christ. Folks, it doesn't matter where you're from. Germany, Canada, Soviet Russia, wherever it may be, the need is still the same. It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. Listen, the church is your church. Listen to me for a minute, pastors. Listen to me for a minute, church member. Listen to me for a minute, Christian. Is your church built around the person of Jesus Christ, or is it built around someone's personality, someone's bank account, someone's influence into the community, someone's reputation? Is your ministry built upon Jesus Christ? Is your church built around the person of Jesus Christ? You see, you can say what you want to. In 2023, here on the verge of 2024, but it doesn't change. There's an attractiveness in the preaching of Jesus that people still want to hear. I'm not a doomsday prophet. This is the most glorious time in the world to be alive, to be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be worshiping Jesus, and to be alive. It's greater than it's ever been. There's an attractiveness among the masses of people for someone who will still get up and preach Jesus Christ all across the country. It's what churches and congregations need. Churches are folding everywhere you go. And then I've seen a lot of them. The last few years. They're on life support, if you will, because they won't get back to Jesus Christ, preaching Jesus Christ, testifying of Jesus Christ, singing about Jesus Christ, preaching about Jesus Christ, going out into the land and knocking on doors and handing out gospel tracts and telling the world about Jesus Christ. You show me anywhere in America where a man anointed by God, by the anointed and filled with the Holy Spirit of God, if you go out and exalt Jesus Christ, I'll show you a place where folks will still come to hear him do it. I've seen it. I understand it. I've witnessed it. I've experienced it. Bible says in John chapter 12 and verse 21, and if I be in a, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I've experienced biblical revival. I want that every day of my life. Life is too short not to be filled with the Holy Spirit and allowing God to use us for his glory and honor and to experience biblical revival. Our churches in America need revival. Our marriages need revival. Our businesses need revival. Our country needs revival. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. I still believe this with all my heart. What America needs is a generation of Spirit-filled, Holy Spirit-filled preachers who will preach and exalt Jesus Christ in the simplicity of the gospel. We carry everything this country needs. Everyone wants to blame the White House. Truly, there's a lot of blame there. I recognize that and support that. Do you know what we really need as Christians? Second Chronicles 7.14. God said, if my people, which are called by my name, 
shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will their land. Listen, as much as you may like some political figure, they're not the answer. The answer for America is Jesus Christ. And the simplicity, as 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, the simplicity that is in Christ. That's what we need to get back to in our churches. Jesus Christ, worshiping, exalting, adoring, honoring, preaching, teaching, singing, testifying about Jesus Christ. That is exactly what we need. The real trend in America, we can have revival. In 2024, you can have revival. Pray for your pastor to be revived. Pray for your deacons. Pray for your church members. Pray for your musicians. Pray for everyone in the body of Christ to have spirit, Holy Spirit, biblical revival, a confession of sin, and we want obedience to putting Jesus first and to follow and teach and listen and obey the Word of God and put it into practice in our lives. That's what we need in the world. We need Jesus Christ. We don't need to be deeper in our theology. We just need to get back to Jesus Christ, preaching and teaching Jesus Christ. We don't need deeper diver studies in our Bible. Listen, I've seen, listen to deep studies. I've been there before, folks. It's weak. It's watered down. It's no good. You can be as, as deep as you want to go, but if you're not winning souls to Christ, preaching the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right to men's hearts exactly where they are, you're missing the mark. You're missing what the Bible teaches. You're missing what Jesus Christ is all about. What America needs is an old-fashioned mourner's bench again. When we recognize the need to be saved, we recognize the need as believers we've sinned again. God, and we need confession and cleansing and restoration. We need to get back to seeing our sin. We need to get back to seeing it and how God sees it. We need to get back to humbling ourselves and repenting of our sins and asking God to forgive us and to renew us, revive us, refill us with the Holy Spirit and get back out and witnessing to the world about Jesus Christ. That's what we need in 2024, is a revived, refreshing work of Jesus first. And that's what this message is all about today. Think about this. Wow, this is incredible. Paul wrote to the church of Colossae. He said that in all things, he might have the preeminence. Colossians 1.18. In other words, that Jesus, as we go into 2024, Mark it down in your book, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus must be first in your life, in your ministry, in your marriage, in your business, and in all you do if you want God's blessings upon you in 2024. 2024 can bring about the greatest victories in Christ, the greatest answers to prayer for you and your family and your loved ones and your ministry in Christ, the greatest revival in America. Yes. We need to back to putting Jesus first, preaching and teaching Jesus. Listen, when you read the Bible, don't read it like a calculus book. Read it like a love story. That's what it is. Do you ever stop and think about that? Of course you didn't. Because a lot of people don't realize it. Folks, that Jesus is mentioned in all these verses. 23 of the 27 books of the New Testament. He's mentioned in the first book. We've read that. Jesus is here for, excuse me, all types of people. He's for all areas of the country, all areas of the world, all types of people. The church at Berea, for example, is steeped in the power of the Roman Empire. Paul started out by saying to them, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. The people at Syria who reminded us of a generation more than any other that needed Jesus Christ. He said, hey, you need Jesus Christ. And that's the need in America. That's the need in, in, in Southern Illinois. That's the need in Northeast Missouri. That's the need in Southern Missouri. That's the need in Florida. That's the need in the White House. That's the need in the church house. The need is Jesus Christ. 
and putting him back first and foremost. That's the need in the Congress. That's the need in the Senate. That's the need in the governor's mansion. That's the need in local politics is Jesus Christ, God-fearing, spirit-filled Christians who are get involved in the electoral process. They get into positions of authority where they can help um, craft good scriptural constitutionally based legislation. That's the need, is putting Jesus first like our founding fathers did, our frameworkers of the Constitution did. No, they were not all believers. Most of them were, and they were God-fearing, Bible-believing people that knew Christ and stood upon the Scripture as its as its rock bed foundation for principles to build a country on. Hence, they built the Constitution and the Bill of Rights of the United States of America. We need to get back to putting Jesus Christ first in America in everything that we do. Because we've seen it right here this morning. The church at Corinth, it was essentially worldly church. They needed Christ. The church at Thessalonica, it was impetuous, looking for the return of Jesus Christ, like some Christians are. And you shouldn't be looking for the return, the rapture of Christ. Folks, the church at Thessalonica, they needed Christ. They needed to get off their death, quit looking for Jesus, start trying to win souls and preach the gospel and get out there and share the love and the grace and the works of Jesus Christ with a world that needs it, a sinful world that needs Christ. Church at Ephesus, big, attractive, virile, needed Christ. The church at Colossae, worshiping angels, needed Jesus Christ. The church at Philippi, happy, joyous people, needed Jesus Christ. And throughout the Bible, all types of people needed the Lord Jesus Christ. That is exactly what we need. I'll say it one more time. The need in America is for an old-fashioned mourner's mansion, a face-to-face -face confrontation with each one of us and each one of the people in these United States of America, a confrontation with Jesus Christ. That's the need. That's the need for lost people. That's the need in the church is getting Jesus back first. Quit being the power-hungry person wanting to run your church. Confess that wickedness and evilness to God and get to cleansing and start living in the spirit of the Holy Spirit with love, joy, and peace and letting the spirit the Spirit be manifest in your life. Let that church be a place of spirit-filled unity again. That your church and my church and the churches across our area need Jesus Christ. By the way, for all purposes, Jesus is the need. You're going to hear me say it and say it and say it again. And it's Jesus Christ is shown to be the power of the church. The Luke is the author. Stood out talking about Jesus. In Romans, Paul shows Jesus as the gospel of Christ. And he starts off talking about Jesus Christ first. In Corinthians, he shows Jesus as the restorer of the carnal nature, but he starts off talking about Jesus Christ. In Galatians, he shows Christ as the veil, but he starts off talking simply about Jesus Christ. In Ephesians, he talks about Jesus being our heavenly one, but he starts off talking about Jesus Christ. In Philippians, he talks about Christ being our sufficiency, but when he starts out, he jumps right into the subject of Jesus Christ. In Colossians, he talks about Christ being the shadow. But he starts off, starts off with a simple acknowledgement of Jesus Christ. In Thessalonians, he serves Jesus as our coming Savior. But he starts off with an exaltation of who? Jesus Christ. In Timothy, he talks about Christ as being our glorious appearing. That's coming again. But he starts off with a simple exaltation of Christ, our hope, and our Savior. That's it. That's it. That is the need of the closing of 2023 and the opening of 2024. The need of David Nall. For Jesus Christ. Do you know him as Savior? Would you trust him? Bow your head and ask him to come to your heart and save you right now. Folks, God bless you. This is the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. We're grateful you've tuned in this year. Keep listening. Tell someone else about Jesus. And may God bless you in 2024. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming. I bring you good tidings of 
Joy. Oh, yes. Day is finally here. Amen.